We're here with Twins third round pick in 2021, Cade Povich, on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Omaha by way of South Mountain Community College. Fastball strikes out Rogers. There's a Cade Povich strikeout. He's done it a lot. Cade's on with us today. Cade, thank you so much. Welcome to Lockdown Twins. Today is Wednesday, February 16th. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Cade, how's the offseason going? I bet you're ready to, to get started here on the uh, 2022 campaign. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's Off-season's been going pretty well. Um, kind of been in Florida for the past few weeks. Finally, nice to get out of the cold Nebraska weather and uh, be able to go outside for a little bit. We'll give you a little background on Cade. I want to let him talk about it, too. 21, sports media and comms. I know that one. That's uh, that's his major at uh, Nebraska-Lincoln. Left-handed pitcher, Twins third-round pick in 2021, 98th overall, top 100 pick. Had a very nice year in 2021, 15 starts, 311 ERA, 27% strikeout rate, 7% walk rate, and 81 innings, uh, and just two solid seasons at Nebraska. First one, a little bit derailed by COVID. We can talk about that and the uh, the adjustments you made in that downtime. But I think your, your line for the FCL Twins and then in Fort Myers really had people, Twins fans, excited for sure. 10 innings. After the draft, gave up one run, struck out 19 of 42 hitters you faced, Cade, and walked just two. So uh, very exciting, and we'll talk about what's coming up this year as well and and where you've kind of been told you might be to start the season. But I want to ask you what, not changed, but how did you use the downtime in 2020? It's kind of the first thing we ask because a lot of guys did improve in that time, even without games. Yeah, I, me personally, I think that's kind of where I saw my first, I guess, spike in velo a little bit. Um, you know, I was sitting kind of just below 90, maybe touching 90 in the start of that, that season of the COVID year. Um, but then I kind of was able to get the time to go to my facility back home, um, lift a whole bunch, uh, eat a lot, which was one thing that was important because I wasn't a very we big guy. Still, still not too big of a guy, yeah. But I, I had room to pack on some pounds, and, um, you know, that definitely helped. Uh, went to work in the in the facility over that time, um, just trying to ramp up the velo, uh, see where we could get at. Uh, it was kind of one of those things. It's like, well, we have this time, try some different things out, and if they work, they work. If not, we'll, we'll still be in the same spot. Um, but I was fortunate enough to play summer ball still, which I know most people didn't. Um, and I was in Savannah, Georgia with the bananas, um, and, and we had track band system there and, and without the Cape being in play, there were some scouts making their ways down there and, um, was able to get some velo numbers in my, my velo throughout the summer had slowly progressed upwards. And, um, you know, we kind of saw what, what we've been working on is, has ended up working out pretty well. You mentioned Savannah Cade. I mean, that's got to be part of of uh, why you went so high in the draft. 2.05 ERA, struck out 34 
uh, doesn't say batter's face, but 11.6 strikeouts per nine in uh, for Savannah in that in that summer league, and then kind of parlayed that into a really nice year this past year at Nebraska. So you you mentioned the velo. Do you think that was the the biggest thing this season for you with those strikeout numbers and with everything? Because the strikeout numbers were there in 2020. They were there in that summer. Still there now. Are you pitching up in the zone more? What have been some adjustments as you approach hitters? I think Velo has a little bit to do with it. You know, start throwing harder. Um, you're kind of able to get away with a little bit more stuff. Um, movement on breaking pitches. Uh, you're going to be spinning the ball more. They're going to move sharper. Uh, so I think that had a little bit of, of to do with it. Uh, and then actually being able to break down kind of my myself and pitch to my strengths, um, you know, throwing a little bit more up in the zone for fastballs, um, fading a changeup more away and, and working on um, mixing in more off speed throughout counts rather than a heavy fastball focus, maybe late in counts, you know, maybe more, more off speed here and there. Um, and, you know, just pound the zone and attack. I believe the Twins went back-to-back Big Ten left-handed pitchers. I think it was uh, Steve Hajar of Michigan was in the second round, Cade Povich in the third round. Super exciting to add those two guys to the system. And, and Cade, I want to hear a little bit about the transfer from South Mountain Community College in Arizona. Why did you choose Nebraska? I know you're from Nebraska. Did you grow up a Husker fan? Uh, absolutely. I think, I mean, our household was Nebraska everything. Um you know, being from Omaha, though, we go to the College World Series all the time. And uh, I think around uh, around 11 and 12, maybe, it was when South Carolina was really good and they were making appearances in the College World Series. And so that was actually one of the teams I was like, if if I want to play somewhere, I want to play at South Carolina and, and all that. But um, then as you grow up, you know, Nebraska is the team we always would go down to Lincoln, um, go watch games, uh, football games, basketball, baseball, all of them. And, um, you know, I was I got the call from from Coach Harvell and I went on the visit and met Coach Bolt and Coach Christie and and everybody in Nebraska. And um, they offered and, and said that they wanted me to be a Husker. Was, me and my parents, I think, went across the street and ate real quick just to think about it. But it was basically a no-brainer that it was like a dream come true for me and for my parents yeah what was it like for them to be able to come watch you they probably were there almost every start I would think yeah they were able to make it to pretty much almost every game as well I know there were a few road trips I don't think they were able to make it to but um, they were definitely there every home game Um, you know there's other family that were able to make it and you know when I was in Arizona they're they didn't really have that opportunity as much just because, I mean, it's so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for me to come back home and, and play for my home state in front of a whole bunch of my friends and my family, uh, I know they loved it a lot. When did you start hearing, Cade, from the Twins specifically? I know we've talked before with you know Twins prospects who didn't really hear much. They might have they talked to the Twins a little bit and then were kind of surprised when they were drafted. Did you have any idea going into the draft that it, it would be the Twins? Um, a little bit. Uh, there were, I, I, I'd say, a few teams mixed in there. Um, I mean, there were a few that were pushing pretty hard as far as, like, the amount of interviews and surveys and this and that that I was doing. Um, 
when we got done in Arkansas, I came back and had, uh, had a, a breakfast with a couple of the twins guys in the uh, Midwest area um, and kind of stayed in contact with them the, uh, the rest of the way. Uh, and then I think the day or day before or so is when I mean, my agent had talked and um, kind of talked about some of the, the teams that might be an option. And, and, you know, the twins definitely popped up and actually a week before the draft, I was able to go up um, to target field and, and kind of throw for a workout. Uh, and that's actually I, where I first met Noah Miller too, who's with the twins. So when, when we both got drafted, we kind of DM'd a little bit, talked about how it was kind of cool that we had that workout together and um, now we're both twins. Kid, what'd you think of target field? It's a beautiful stadium. I think it that is. might've actually been the, the first time I've ever been there. And wow. Um, it's yeah, it's a beautiful ballpark. We love it. It's even more special because the winters, you know, you get out there in the summer. It's just so fun to be there uh, in the summer, but yeah, super exciting. You mentioned Noah Miller. Seems like the Twins had a really strong draft, and and that's that's definitely exciting. We have some questions for you, Cade, from Twins fans. Want to ask you, Keaton? What are some of the defining learning experiences you've had as you've risen up through each level that will help you in your pro career? Yeah, the the big thing that um, you know I always that Coach Bolt always harped on at Nebraska with me is. Um, something I've always done, like starting in, in high school, and, and that's betting on myself. Uh, you know, I bet on myself to to go to junior college and um, grind it out to get to Nebraska. Um, and that's kind of always the mentality that he's put on me and that I've always had on myself, uh, even going into games and, and the workouts and all that. And uh, I always think that's something that I keep in the back of my mind when whenever I might be down or, you know, I might be coming into a tough situation. Um, just give it time and, and, and bet on yourself. Even, even if other people are saying that you might not make it. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and contain only 130 calories in most of the bars. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. And go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Built Bars are delicious. Built Bars are healthy. Go to Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. You're going to pitch with some, some guys with similar mentalities. We've talked to for sure. Um, I do wonder, Cade, have you heard – where are you going to start this year? Is it going to be with Fort Myers with the Mighty Muscles? Or, I mean, I assume that's where you'll start. Have you heard yet? Uh, that I have not heard yet. Um, maybe in the next week or so we'll find that out. But as of now, I, I haven't heard anything. It's a holding pattern for a lot of guys, <laughs> for sure. Uh, a couple more questions we'll get to here. JD, I know you talked to JD. What are the main changes, things you've been working on since turning pro? You mentioned the velocity. And he's asking what went into that velo jump in the summer. And I know with the twins too, I want to expand this a little bit more because 
we have talked and, and looked at Twins prospects who've added major ticks to their velocity or low 90s to the mid 90s to the upper 90s. It's, it's hopefully a trend we see with a lot of guys in the system. What went into it for you and what are they working on with you to maybe pump some more? Yeah, well, first off, I think the, the big thing is, is putting on a, a solid muscle mass. Um, you know, one thing I went home with, well, I actually started, I guess, um, with was getting getting good workouts and that's going to put on solid, uh, solid weight, solid muscle. Um, over the off season, I tried living in the weight room. Uh, I, that, that was one of my bigger focuses. Um, and then coming back here, we've we've harped on, you know, putting on adding a few pounds of muscle, um, continuing to be a dog in the weight room. Uh, and then as in the pitching side, um, just kind of implementing some drills that'll help me move better. Movement is kind of key in everything when it comes to pitching. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to, to throw hard and it's kind of finding out what is the best for you. And um, when you're smooth, everything's working in sequence with each other. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're focusing on. When you look at your, your mix, Cade, what would you say is your go-to strikeout pitch? Is it that fastball? Is it your curveball? You mentioned the change. What are you going to, to to get your swings and misses? I think as of lately, it's been probably, I'd have to say change up probably. Um, but we've kind of worked with a, a slider. I had a slider in college, um, didn't throw it a whole lot. It was kind of up and down, um, kind of figured it out a little bit when I came to camp after draft. Uh, but then the, the past few weeks I've been throwing it, it's been looking really good. So we'll see how that plays out because I feel like that could be a really good pitch for me as well. Yeah, I'm sure you know, Cade, that, that's kind of been this theme of Wes Johnson and kind of the, the coaches in the twin system is sliders. We've heard a, a mm-hmm. whole lot about sliders. They add these minor league guys who have a slider, sharp slider, but maybe not a whole lot else. So hopefully, yes, they, uh, they will definitely probably work with you on that <laughs> moving forward. A couple more questions we have here. I, I'm curious, what is your plan for spring training? I don't know if you, you have exactly a plan at this point. I know some guys were back in Fort Myers a month ago. What is your plan? Yeah, my plan is, is just kind of to build up for season, um, get myself to a spot where I'm throwing my hardest when it, it comes to game time um, and my pitches are all, all locked in. And I feel confident to be able to go out and do a game and uh, throw every pitch in the zone with uh, my best stuff and with my best command. When you look forward to 2022, Cade, what are some of the bigger goals you have for the season? I think it's kind of the same same goals that everybody has, whether you're an eight-year-old playing your first select baseball game or you're a major leaguer. It's to, to continue to develop throughout the year and win a whole bunch of games and hopefully um, be the last team standing and be a champion at the end of the year. So you got a, a short amount of time in Florida with the FCL Twins, with the Mighty Muscles. What were some of your takeaways just from initial interactions you had and watching guys in the system play, your teammates? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of good guys. Um, you know, college, uh, playing in the Big Ten, and uh, even at the end of the year against Arkansas, 
colleges have really good lineups, uh, especially teams like Arkansas. But, you know, there's there's always the, the couple guys that maybe have some big weaknesses and those are able to easily able to kind of sniff out. Uh, I think it's it's a little bit, I guess, taken up to a, another level when we come down here. Um, you know, order one through nine, they're all guys that can do damage and in plenty of different ways. And, uh, you know, you might find a weakness in them, but they also might have a, a strength that they're able to get around that weakness with. So it, it's it's kind of trying to find the competitive advantage um, and digging deeper into things. But, you know, for the most part, guys, guys down here, they all want the same goal, and that's to, to play in the bigs one day. And, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna work their butts off to be able to do that. We saw some wacky walk numbers last year in low A because of the automated strike zone and things that they're they're starting to implement. As a pitcher, Cade, what is your opinion on that? Because it feels like it's coming. Yeah. So I threw, I think it was four, four, three or four games with Fort Myers. Uh, only one of them was actually on with the robot umpires. Um it's it's a little bit getting used to i'll say that um there's the delay in between you know how like you throw a pitch that you're confident is, is strike three and um pitchers usually i guess have their strikeout strut or whatever you want to call it um there's there's a couple where i definitely had you know in my mind i threw this strike three and all right that's the end of the inning and then you kind of freeze for a minute and then they finally call it. Um, so it's definitely different, definitely different getting used to. Um, you kind of got to adjust and learn. Um, and especially on the pitching side, you know, when I say in a game, you're, you're just painting the outside corner. Sometimes when, when it's just close and you're continuing to hit a spot and umpire will eventually start giving that to you. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole lot. You have to be perfect. Um, in the zone pretty much the whole time, you know, uh, nothing's going to be given to you. So it's definitely a, a different feel to the game. Uh, it was a little bit of adjustment, but it's nothing insane, I guess. Who'd you cheer for growing up, Cade? And who was your favorite player to watch? Yeah, I was, I was a big Clayton Kershaw guy being left-handed. Um, so I always watched him with the Dodgers and um, yeah, uh, I, I'd always followed them and, um, followed Kershaw. They've definitely been a, a solid team to follow over the last couple of years and definitely the last few. Um, when you look back, Cade, at your development and, and where you've ended up now, you're on the path, what are you most proud of when you look back at your, your journey? Yeah, I think just staying to myself. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of times where I, it would have been easy to to kind of just call it and hang it up, um, you know, but I, I'm definitely proud of the, of the fact that I was able to put in the work and, and knowing that I wanted to, to get to this position um, and not just kind of, I guess, letting into the, the doubt that could have been there at certain times. Um, and I mean, I also owe that a lot to, to my parents for, um, keeping my head in it and my coaches in high school and, and, and college as well. So you were studying, we mentioned sports media and communications at, at Nebraska. If it wasn't baseball, what, what was it going to be? Is it play by play? Is it podcasting? What are we looking at? 
I'm not sure. I always kind of looked at, um, you know, like MLB Network and the stuff that those guys do. And uh, I always thought, you know, wouldn't it be cool to, to play baseball for a long time and then just go on TV and talk more about baseball? <laughs> so that that was kind of like a, a thing that I always thought would be really cool. And who knows, there's still time. Maybe that'll happen uh, later in my life, but we'll see. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. We are so close to Selection Sunday. I can't wait to play at Bet Online. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, for boxing, for UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action Bet online is where the game starts. Again, football might be over, but there's so much to play for at Bet Online. Head over to our friends, betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Who's your favorite? You mentioned Clayton Kershaw. Who's your favorite young starter or maybe just player to watch in the league now? Young starter. Um, I've really enjoyed watching Walker Buehler just because I remember – the first time I saw him was uh, he was pitching for Vanderbilt in the Colorado oh. series. Uh, and I was at one of those games. Uh, and I think he was, he was throwing like 94, 96. And then it, it came out like after the CWS that uh, he was doing that with like a partially torn UCL, but he was still grinding for his team and still chucking it. And then, um, you know, I've watched him over the past few years and he's kind of just dominated. When you so when you're facing a right-handed hitter, what's your focus? And have you have you focused more maybe in the last couple of years on getting righties out? Because that's such a big thing for a lefty. It's can you get righties out consistently? Has that been a focus? And what is your process in doing that? Yeah, for me personally, I I kind of try and zone out the hitter. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to know if he's lefty or righty, but. Uh, I think the main thing that I work on is um, going over scouting reports with the coach and, and with the catcher before the game, um, kind of figuring what pitches and locations we want to throw to certain guys. And um, then when it comes game time, it's just me and the catcher and he puts down a sign and here we go, just try and execute that pitch and, uh, you know, sequence it to, to where we can get the guy out. A lot is changing. I mentioned the potential of the automated strike zone. We've seen over the last couple of years, too, kind of everywhere, just the shift away from starters going deep into games. We've we've seen it in the playoffs, and you watch the playoffs and, and everything that's happened, and we've heard about the mound getting pushed back, all of these different things. What is your mindset, kid? When, you, when you're on the mound, are you just like – a lot of pitchers obviously just give me the ball. But what what's kind of your perception of that change we're seeing across all levels definitely different um you know i i've always been the kind of guy uh especially on the mound even even when i was young that you know if, if i'm throwing this game like this is my ball game uh there were a few times i know last year during college ball i uh 
kind of tried talking my way into to staying out and going to throw a little bit more, but stuff ended up happening. Like, you know, there'd be long innings or there'd be a rain delay or something would happen. And, you know, obviously then I can't, I can't really argue that when, um, you know, you're sitting around forever and coach is just looking after your health. But, you know, if, if it's a one nothing ball, if I'm ahead one nothing and I got nine to nine, 10 strikeouts and I'm just dialed in, um, you know, whether it's the, the fourth inning or the sixth inning or the eighth inning, you know, I'm, I'm going to want the ball no matter the situation. And, um, you know, obviously when it gets a little dicey, maybe a couple runners get on or below drops and there's some other situations where you just got to trust your bullpen to come out and save it for you. But, you know, I've always had the, the feel of being a bulldog on the mound. And, you know, if, if I'm in a groove, I want to stay there. And, um, but the way things are going now, you know, there's so much analytics, I guess we saw, um, during the world series with Blake Snell, um, you know, it's, everybody's a little bit different. Every organization's a little bit different. So we'll kind of see how it plays out the next few years. Who knows? Maybe things might change again, but we'll see. Yeah. Could flip back. You never know this, this, uh, this twin system is interesting now because Cedar Rapids was the low A team. Now it's Fort Myers. So you're kind of making this Midwest journey. You're going to Wichita and you're going to Cedar Rapids. How excited are you to start in Florida? I mean, you're from Nebraska, you went to Arizona for a little bit. What do you think about Florida? Yeah. I mean, it's, if I it is outside. Florida, I should say, if it is Florida, I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> it, well, I, I mean, I walked outside today and just kind of went for a walk by myself because it's sunny and high, high seventies, maybe. Um, and you know, me, I'm not used to that. I mean, even when I played Juco ball, we went up north more to, to start the season. So if I'm down here and I mean, I guess even right now, just being outside and not being cold when I'm going to throw a ball is, it's definitely pretty nice. Yeah. Florida, Fort Myers, Hammond stadium. Beautiful. Was hoping to get there. Yeah, Hope for, sure. for spring training. We'll, uh, we'll see about that. What is the plan, Kate? Cause I'm, I'm not 100% sure, and I think Twins fans are wondering, like, minor league games, we don't really know what's – do you Do you have any idea of what's going on down there in terms of getting you guys out on the field and playing scrimmages or playing games? I don't know fully uh, what all their plan is. Uh, I know me and a few pitchers had have been here for about four weeks now. Um, today, actually, there's been a lot of guys, uh, I think, catchers mostly um maybe some other pitchers too um i know there's a few few uh position guys uh that are have been making their way in um we've been getting out on the field throwing um they've been taking ground balls hitting uh i know friday i got i have live at bats um so for us minor leaguers the the spring training aspect i guess of it is is slowly starting um we're starting to, to be able to get into to some game-like, I guess, uh, situations with live at-bats. Uh, but as far as games or anything like that, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Over the last couple of years, Cade, the, the spring training aspect for the Twins has been interesting because you've had guys like Nelson Cruz, you've had guys like Josh Allen, you've had a lot of veterans with track records of, of massive success. Now the rotation is shifting into a younger 
it's a younger feel in the rotation. Jose Brios is no longer with the Twins, of course. Maeda is injured. So it has a younger wave kind of feel. Is there anyone you're thinking you've, you've enjoyed watching for the Twins, if you've watched any Twins baseball, uh, that maybe you want to pick their brain this spring training or maybe next? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I've I watched – couple of the twins games where Bailey overpitched and uh you know he had a, a pretty good start to his his year um and you know his debut and uh kind of being the guy a younger guy uh and someone who's kind of just got up there and just gotten their start I, I definitely think he'd be um a guy that would be interesting to talk to and and kind of pick his brain a little bit about how that went and um kind of what went into it for him yeah, always massive strikeout numbers for him too, and added some ticks of velo. And it's it's crazy what can happen, right? The numbers are already there, and you right. add velocity, and and all your stuff just gets sharper. And now Bailey, over a year ago, kid, it was like we, he got added to the forty man, and we're like, that's wow, that's that's great. And now you can't imagine a Twins rotation without Bailey over. So right. uh, it's fun to watch these guys. Definitely fun to watch you guys pitch and. Can't wait to do so. A lot of, lot of good young starters coming. Cade Povich is, is part of it. Cade, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, for asking your questions. Uh, hopefully we'll have Cade on again uh, maybe after the season, after he uh, he posts a, a sub-1 ERA in Fort Myers or wherever that might be. Cade, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon.